Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. Wow. It's great to be here. I just count it an honor to get an opportunity to be here. <laughs> wow, I want to thank Pastor Dean and Pastor Becky. We were just talking. It's been, what, 14 years? I think that we... It's been 14 years. It's been quite a while, hasn't it? So, wow. Let's pray, and let's see what the Lord's going to do with this, because it's going to be fun. So, Lord, thank you right now for being here. Thank you for what you've already done. Lord, thank you for the worship. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the prophetic words. And, Lord, I just ask right now that your words would be my words, and my words would be your words. Lord, I pray for every person here right now, every person listening to my voice, that, Lord, you would speak to them because you know exactly what they need. So, Father, I just thank you that we can quicken ourselves in our most holy faith, and Holy Spirit will work through us. So, Holy Spirit, I just yield myself to you right now and just ask you to come. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, it's awesome. Well, I was listening to those prophetic words. There were a number of scriptures that were coming to my heart, to my mind. And I'm going to start off with um, John 1.5. Thank you, Lord. John 1.5. The Lord kept highlighting this scripture. It's about light. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, John 1.5. Thank you, Lord. It says, the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. When the light comes into a room, we were talking about this earlier this morning, when you step into an atmosphere, when you step into a room, you bring the light, and it dissipates the darkness. There's never once where the, light, where the dark could put out the light. It just doesn't happen. When you show up, there are changes that start taking place in the atmosphere and your faith. You just stand up boldly. And well, Pastor Eric, uh, okay, let's go back. Pastor Adam was saying, you know, be bold. Be bold. We're not bold in our flesh. We're bold in our spirit. We ask Holy Spirit, what do I say? You know, there's so many times where we need to ask Holy Spirit, what do I say? Because you can't argue somebody into the kingdom of God. You can't argue somebody out of believing something that they believe. But you can ask Holy Spirit, and he can give you the word that's going to go right into their heart and is going to touch them and change them. And that's, what, that's the kind of word we need. We need the word that proceeds from the throne room right now. Not the old word, the stale bread, the bread that we've kept in our pockets and kept some for extra just in case we don't have any tomorrow, but we need the fresh bread. That's the kind of bread, that's what's going to get people's attention. Have you ever smelled fresh bread? Oh, man. I tell you what, it gets your attention. That's what God wants you to bring forth, and it comes up out of your spirit. It says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, but there is a fresh manna that's every single day, and that is what we need. We've got to have the fresh Christianity, like a lot of people try to make it a religion. It's not a religion. If it's a religion, it's dead, it's dark, it's dry, it gets old. But 
Christianity is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that we will know him. Philippians 3.10 says that I may progressively become more intimately acquainted with him. We can know him more. We can know him more every single day. And that's what he's drawn us to do. We don't know everything about him day one, and you don't have to know everything day one. You can be saved, and you can lead somebody else in salvation. Why? Because you've experienced it, and you know him, and you've asked him to come into your heart, come into your life. You believe him in your heart, and you've confessed it with your mouth. You are saved. You can share the message of what you've received with other people. Nobody can refute your testimony. Your testimony is your testimony. Nobody can say, no, that didn't happen. It's like, no, I was there. It's a real thing, and it happened to me. I was, um, I was in Bible school in Marietta at the Marietta Christian Center. And when I was in school, I, um, I hadn't been raised in this type of environment. So any of you guys not been raised in this type of environment? Raise your hand. Any, anybody else? Yeah? Okay. So it takes a little getting used to, right? You don't even know all the things that are possible until you start to get to progressively know him more, right? So I was, I was sitting in the, um, waiting for class to start, and this young guy comes in, and he, when he came in, he said, God said, blah, 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 blah. That's all I heard. I heard him say, God said. And I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? God doesn't say anymore. You know, he told us everything he needed to tell us. He doesn't say. You know, that was my thinking. And I thought, well, if God can say to him, God will say to me. Because I know he is no respecter of persons. So I went out and I sat in my car. And instantly I heard a word come up out of my spirit, a word of the Lord. And the word was, I want you to succor Bernita. I was like, I don't even know what that word means. You know, that's when I get so excited. I know it has to be God because I have no clue what that meant. So I went and I got a dictionary, and I looked at it the way I would spell it. And because um, somebody corrected me later on how you're supposed to say it, but I knew how I would spell it. So I looked it up, and I found succor in the dictionary. And it means to help or to aid, to bring to a desired end, to help them or to aid them. This was way back in the 1900s that I got that word. It was 37 years ago that that word that I got. That was a long time ago, you know? When I got that word, I was so excited. I mean, any of you guys know somebody that's just newly born again and they're just kind of a little crazy? That was, I was like radical. I was totally off the charts. And I was so excited. So I went to church the next time that Bernita was there. And Bernita's like a mom in the faith to me, you know. She's been, she's been there probably from almost the beginning. And um, so I ran up to her, and I said, Bernita. And she's like, yep. She, I said, God told me I'm supposed to help you. And she looked at me, and she said, we'll see. I was like, I just heard from God for the first time in my life. I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I'm like off the charts. And Bernita looks at me and goes, we'll see. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, mean, I didn't know any better. I thought, oh, this is just the way it always is, you know. And so um, that was in 1985. And um, I'm still working with Bernita today. Isn't that amazing? 
Isn't that awesome? Some of the words that God is going to give you are going to be words that are going to last for your entire life. When I got that word, I had no idea where it was going to take me, how long it was going to last, or what it was going to be, what it would look like. And here I am 37 years later, and I'm like, that was a life word. That was a word that I got that is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? It's like sometimes when we get a word, we don't really know what that thing is going to look like when it comes into manifestation. You don't know. But what do we do? We're sort of like Peter. Peter was in the boat on a rocky sea, right? And Jesus is walking across the water, and he's like, Lord, I'd really like to do that. And he said, come on. And so Peter steps out of the water. You know, I can imagine Peter coming to himself when he's halfway between the boat and the water, going, was that such a good idea? <laughs> and he just, but he got out of the, he got out of the boat, and he stepped on the water, and he's the only other one that walked on water besides Jesus, you know? And it's like sometimes on our journey, we don't know what it's going to be. And we might get between the boat and the water and think, who signed me up for this? <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's been an amazing ride. It's taken me to many, many countries, gotten a minister in a lot of different places. But I really believe that every single day of our life, we need to seek that fresh bread, that fresh manna, that what I had yesterday is not a good enough for today. Even though I can give you testimonies of all these incredible things that happen, it's like, but what about today? What about the now? What are you doing now, Jesus? Because there's always a preceding word. There's always a word that's proceeding from his mouth, from his heart for you every single day. It's like we need to seek him that we might find him when we search for him with all of our hearts. And he's calling us away. He's calling us to search for him. That scripture you read out of Song of Solomon, he's calling us to come after him and pursue him and to really seek him for truth, for what he has for us today. How can we make a change? How can we make a difference? You know, there's, there's turmoil that goes on all around us. But I feel like the, um, the three young men in the fiery furnace, you know, it's like if you don't bow to this image, I'm going to have to throw you into the fiery flames. You're going into this pit. You're going into this fire. That's what's going to happen to you. That was the environment that these guys lived in. They had to succumb to that. So they didn't just say, eh, just one time. It won't be a big deal if I just do it one time. They were like, nope, we're not, we're not going to bow. We're not bowing. We're not bound to any other God but the God of gods and the Lord of lords. And if I perish, I perish. That's just the way it's going to be. And they said it in their hearts. They said it in their minds, and that's what they did. So there they were. They're standing. Everybody else is bowing. And so it was easy, easy to pick them out. So they went over and grabbed them. They threw them into the fiery furnace. They were supposed to have been instantly perished, right, and burned up. But as they're in there and the flames are all around them and things look horrible and terrible, all of a sudden they look in and there's a fourth man walking with them in that fiery furnace. And his name is Jesus. And in the midst of the fire, in the midst of, of all of the challenges that we have, he is always there with us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter even the challenges sometimes that go on on the inside. 
The Spirit of the living God is always there. He's always with you. He always wants to speak to you. He always wants to lead you and guide you. He said, I'm never leaving. You know, just get it out of your head. The enemy always tries to come in and lie. Man, I really appreciated that word. That was phenomenal. And I'm like, I got to get him to write that down for me. But when the enemy comes in, you can always tell the fruit of it. He comes in, in John 10, 10, it says to lie, to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's what he comes in for. But God, Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. So it's like, what is happening in my life? What is the fruit right now? If I'm seeing death and destruction and all of these things around me, then I'm like, okay, Lord, we need to identify this. This is the enemy trying to come in and trying to, to steal, kill, and destroy. But I want to believe for life and having it more abundantly. That's what he's promised us, and that's what we're stepping into. He has, he has made a way for us. And the Bible says, and I want you guys to say this with me, greater is he who is in me, greater is he who is in me, than he who is in the world. Greater is he. Say it. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Does faith not just rise up in your spirit when you started saying that? Did you feel that warrior beginning to function in you again? Do you know that the enemy tries to keep you silent, to be still, to be quiet, to not speak the word of God out loud? I want to tell you, you need to begin to open up the scriptures and begin to read the word out loud to yourself. You need to begin to find the promises in the word, write them out, and begin to say them over yourself. Whatever you're battling, God's not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Do you know that during this pandemic, mental health in the United States has just tanked? I mean, it used to be that 12% of the people were in um, counseling. And now the numbers are off the charts. I have friends who are counselors, and they're just, they don't have enough time in a day to keep up with everybody that needs counseling. But our confession is, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I have a sound mind. He works in me. He's always working in me. He's teaching me. He's talking to me. Another scripture, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Are we in a battle? Absolutely. Who gets the victory? We do. We always win. We always win. You know when the enemy came after Jesus in the garden? Jesus was like, the enemy's coming, but he has no part in me. He has no part in me. He had to let them take him. You know, when they came and he said, who are you looking for? He said, Jesus. Boom, down they went. You know, it's like, gives them a chance to get up. Okay, who are you looking for? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that amazing? He allowed himself to be sacrificed for you and me. He allowed himself to go to the cross, to suffer what he suffered. But look at, in Hebrews 12, it says, for the joy, the joy. He was seeing way beyond what he was experiencing right that minute. I, I look at that and I think, wow. Jesus saw everything through the eye of faith. Even as he's going to the cross, he's seeing through the eye of faith. He's telling him, hey, ladies, don't cry for me. I'm like, isn't that amazing? I mean, his faith level was so profound. I'm like, Lord, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He is an overcoming God. We always overcome. 
But it says, um, oh, let's read verse one, from verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That's patience. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Like, man, this stuff, it has no power over me. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But did you see that in verse one, it says, let us run with endurance. Endurance is patience. You know, we were talking in the earlier, in the earlier service in Matthew 7, 7. It says, seek, let me read it to you. Thank you, Lord. 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. That's positive. Those are faith statements. Ask, and it will be given to you. But it doesn't mean just to ask one time and stop asking. It is a progressive verb. That means ask, 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 ask. Knock, 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 knock. Seek, 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 seek. Keep doing it. Keep doing it until you begin to see that mountain starting to crumble, till you see the obstacles starting to be removed, until you see things in your, in your atmosphere starting to change. It's like every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the truth. That is the word of God. And one of the things about all of these prophetic scriptures is they lined up with the word of God. These are scriptures that I was getting as they were given those words. And it's like, when you get a prophetic word, a lot of times um, we need to anchor it with the Word of God. It always lines up with the Word of God. How do we stay strong? How do we stay in the Word? How do we stay in the Lord for years and years and years and years? I walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by the Word of God. I get this on the inside. I progressively become more deeply and acquainted with Him. Have any of you guys ever made a mistake before? Seriously? I have done so many stupid things. I could stand up here and give you testimonies of the times I made mistakes. Lots more maybe than the times that I did it right. But let me just tell you, you walk. It's a walk of faith. And you live and you repent, and you ask God to forgive you. Because there's so many times where we can be, especially when we're young Christians, presumptuous. This is what I want, this is what I'm gonna pray for, this is what I'm gonna have, and that's what we tell people. And I wanna say, is that what God said? What did God say? Did you ask God what he thinks about this? Did you go, did you go seek his face? Did you go ask for a word from the Lord? Did you go and pursue him before you began to have this confession of faith. Because if it's not the Lord's will, it's presumptuous. I'm jumping out there and I'm trying to make the word do what I want it to do, instead of me changing to be what the word says that he wants for me. You know, so when he asked me, um, the first time I, when I heard from Bernita, or heard from the Lord, and it was regarding Bernita, it was, I want you to help her. And so he gave me a word that I didn't understand, I didn't know, and I'd never had heard before. So I had to go look it up in the dictionary. And so it really was a confirmation to me of what that word was. And when you look in the scriptures, there are scriptures about the succorer, and that's Holy Spirit. And that's one who's with you and he goes with you, right? That's what that word is. That's what succor is. So 
that led me to go to North Carolina. And um, I did not, after I had shared that word with Bernita and she said, we'll see, um, her husband Jerry, he had lost his job and was looking for a job and he got a job in North Carolina. So Bernita moved to North Carolina with Jerry and I'm still here in Ohio. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I just started praying. And one day I had this dream. There are many ways that God can speak to you. God can speak to you through the scriptures. He can speak to you through the still small voice, which is the majority of the time. He can speak to you in dreams. So this particular time I had a dream. And in this dream, I heard the phone ring and I answered the phone. And I heard, this is Mayo Howard, be prepared to move. And I'm like, I woke up and my hand was like this and my phone was down there. And I was like, what? And I, uh, I went and I looked up, what do these words mean? Maybe it had something to do with the words, Mayo and Howard. And Mayo is with mirth, with joy. And Howard is wise, discerning one. And um, so I was praying and kind of contemplating this word, the dream. And the next day, I met Bernita and Jerry at um, church. And they said, what do you think about moving to North Carolina? I was like, I'm ready to go. Okay, that'll be great. So I was in my college roommate's wedding in Cleveland on a Saturday and on a Sunday, I moved to North Carolina and that was in uh, June of, tw uh, no, way back in the 1900s, 1985. So <laughs> I was like, you know, God can lead you and guide you. I never even told them about that dream for years and years and two years later. But God can lead us and God can guide us and he wants to do that in Romans. 8.14, it says, all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God and the daughters of God. All who are led by the Spirit. I want to be a daughter. I want to be somebody that walks with him all the days of my life. How many of you guys want joy? You know, in him is joy unspeakable and full of glory. I mean, I want joy. There's so much pressure around in the world right now that it's like we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, stir yourselves up in your most holy faith. Ah, oh, let's just go there. Thank you, Lord. Stir yourselves up. That means to fan into flame. Fan into flame. Thank you, Lord. I'm one of those people that likes to have everything written out and everything written down and have it all together, and then the Holy Spirit does something like all those prophetic words, and it's like, okay, we're gonna change gears on you. So in verse six, it says, that is why I remind you to stir up, to rekindle the embers of, and fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. We gotta fan the flame. Just because we get the fire, doesn't mean we keep the fire. Have any of you ever had your fire go way, way down? I mean, most of us, through the trials of life, things happen like that. But the Bible says that we are supposed to stir ourselves up. We are supposed to pray in the Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to just get that fire roaring again. And then in verse 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, of timidity, but of power and love and a sound mind. So before the power, love, and a sound mind, he's talking to us and telling us, stir yourself up in your most holy faith. You need to pray. 
We need, to, we need to be praying now more than ever. This is a day and an hour to pray. This is a day and an hour to allow Holy Spirit to use us to pray for circumstances and situations and be like a pit bull in prayer and just don't quit. Don't give up. It's like that. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Don't stop. You know, many times, um, well, there have been times where I've thought about stopping, quitting, but man... You can't quit. You just can't quit. You got to keep after him. You got to keep going after God. I don't care how many times you get knocked down. Get back up again. Um, One of the things, I love faith. I love to study faith. And one of the scriptures is um, 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. What's the good fight? It's the one you win. That's the only good fight I've ever been in is one you win. You got to win, right? I mean, so I'm like, fight the good fight. If I'm going to be in this fight and I'm going to take a few blows, I want to win. So it's like the only time we, we lose is if we quit. Because he said, just keep getting up off the tar- get, get up. Just get up and keep on going. And keep on seeking his face. Keep on going after him. Because there are so many promises that God has for us. And one of the things that he, um, as I was praying over the church, I heard him say, I am among you as one who serves. It's like put on the garment of humility. And it's like do incredible things in God. And then just like David you know, David was anointed the king of Israel. You know, so Samuel's going through and he's looking at brother number one and brother number two and brother number three, and these guys are all looking good. And so he's thinking, it's got to be one of these guys. And finally, he's like, don't you have another son? He's like, yeah, it's David. He's out in the field. He's taking care of the sheep. And he's like, well, get him. So they bring him in and he's like, his, his spirit goes off and he goes, yep, that's the one. And so he anoints him king. And off he goes. And so you're thinking, what does David do after that? After he's been anointed king, you're going to be the king of Israel. He goes back and he starts tending sheep again. Isn't that amazing? I mean, God can give you an incredible prophetic word of things that he's going to do with your life and he's going to do for you. But what I want to tell you is get right back in the fray, do everything you need to do, go back, do the work that you're called to do, and God will open up the doors in his timing. But just keep on walking in humility. Don't stop what you're doing and say, okay, well, God said I'm going to be a great evangelist. I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. It's like just keep walking with him. Just maintain that, that garment of humility. Just put on that cloak of faith and just say, I'm just going to keep on moving forward. I'm going to take Jesus into my everyday life. I love the fact that I get to work. Um, we have a tax office in um, North Carolina. And I also get to pastor and go on mission trips and do a lot of things. And um, one of the things I like about it is I get to talk to people every single day. I get to be around real people with real situations, not just in a church environment, not just their best side, but it's like where reality meets the road. You know, where, the, where, the, where you just get down and, and you just learn things about people and you get to know them and you get to love them and you get to be... Uh, it's almost like pastoring more in, in a tax office than you do in a church a lot of times because you get to talk to people about everything in their lives. And I just want to tell you, for some of you guys, be who God created you to be. 
If God created you to be a nurse, be a nurse. If he created you to be a mom, be a mom. And sometimes your hats are gonna change and you're gonna do a lot of different things. If you're somebody who's friendly and you love people, it's great to be a greeter. I mean, whatever it is that you find to do, do it with all of your might. Do it with all your talents. Use everything that you have. Don't ever lessen yourself or raise yourself up just because of what you do. It's whose you are that matters. You are a child of the living God. It doesn't get any better than that. And he's alive and he's well and he's working for you. And he's out in front of you and he's making a way for you where there is no way. He's removing obstacles even now. And the Lord, as I was sitting there, I heard the Lord say, get your confession to line up with the word of God and what he said over you. Don't give in to woe is me and just confessing the negative and what you see. But go by the word of God. The word of God says, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I can do more. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Anything that God calls you to do, he will enable you to do. The first time I went on a mission trip, I told Bernita, I will carry your bags. I do not want to preach. And I was like 23 years old or something. And um, we got there. There were four church services that morning. And there were four of us on the team. I did the math, all of the meetings were at the same time, and I'm like, I have to preach. Oh no, I was mortified, I was so fearful. And so I went, and we all took, went in our separate ways, and we all studied for the next day, and um, we came back together, and unbeknownst to each one of us, we were all studying the exact same scripture. My faith went like way up there, you know? I was like so excited. And so the next day I got to go and minister at a church for the very first time and the Lord began to give me words of knowledge and people started getting healed. And I was like, you know, if it had been up to me, I would have never done that. And those people would have never gotten the gifts that they needed to get. They would have never received what they needed. And it was like, the Lord said, it's not about you. It's not about what you're afraid of. It's not about what you think you can do, but it's about me. And it's about those people. It's about you. It's about you. You know, it's like you set your fear aside. You do it afraid. Do it however, but do it. Do what God opens up for you to do. If you can do it in your own flesh, it's probably not a God word. Most of the time you look at him and think, there's no way I can do that. But he said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he's in you. And he's alive. And he's well. And if he could do it for anyone, he will do it through you. So I really believe today that the Lord wants to encourage you. He wants to challenge you. He wants to say, I, you ain't seen nothing yet. Age has no limits. If a day is as a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years as a day, and you got a day left, you got a thousand years. You got a lot, you got a lot of time to get things done, you know? So I just want to encourage you and say, don't ever give up on thinking that God's finished with you in your whatever the situation is, because God has a plan. He always has a plan. And his plan is for good, and it's not for evil. It's to give you hope in your final outcome. It's to give you good. That is the way he is. His character is to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Look for that in your life. Look for that kind of fruit. Because when you're following him, that's the kind of fruit that's going to follow you. And if there's anything else following you, identify it as the enemy, like the lying spirit, and begin to just say, What's the scripture say? 
I can do more, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not gonna, I'm not going for that lying spirit. I'm not gonna look at you critically. I'm gonna look for the redemption in you that Jesus Christ sees. Jesus Christ looks at you and sees gifts and talents and abilities. He sees who you are made to be. He sees you as his servant. That's what he sees. So who am I to have any other opinion than his opinion, right? So he wants to give prophetic words that are going to encourage people and unlock the gifts and talents that are on the inside of them and have them jump up and say, I'll do that. I can do that. And we're going to encourage one another. And we're going to just spur one another on to love and good works. That's what we're designed for. That's why we're a body. We are the body of Christ. It's not just one big head and, you know, a whole bunch of nobodies. We are all the body of Christ. We work together. We all have a job to do, and everyone's got to do their part. So, Lord, we just thank you for today. God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for my friends. I thank you, Father, for family. I thank you, Lord, for um, the body of Christ. Lord, that we have been called and set apart to do a work for you, with you, and in you. And, Lord, you have called us by your name, and we want to follow you. So, Lord, we thank you today for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Lord, I pray right now. Lord, you said you're the God who heals. And I thank you for the healer being in the house right now. Thank you for the healer being in the house right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, we just give you free reign right now to move in this congregation, to move in this part of your body. Thank you for touching knees right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just pray for knees in the name of Jesus. You got a sore knee. You got a knee that um, locks or goes out of place or um, you got an issue with the knee. I just want to encourage you to just stand up right now where you're at. Just stand up. If you got an issue with a knee, come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I will bow my knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He wants to, enemy doesn't like it when we bow. <laughs> so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let's extend our hands to these guys right now. If somebody's close enough to you that you can lay, lay your hands on them, just lay your hand on them if you would. This is the body of Christ ministering to the body of Christ. You have the anointing on the inside of you, and that anointing is alive. So right now, by faith, we release our faith we agree with the Lord Jesus Christ. We say, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let that knee begin to move like it couldn't move before. If you can move that knee, if you can just move it up and down, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for moving in that body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We just pray right now. Let that anointing, let the anointing just come down over that knee right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you guys just come up here? Can you come on up and just make a line like right there? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you, Lord. Just make a line shoulder to shoulder right across here. Whew, thank you, Lord. How many of you guys have been used in healing and believing to be used in healing out, out there? How many of you guys? Come on up here. Come on up here. You're going to stand on this side. Come on. 
Let's go. How many of you guys have asked the Lord, I want to see people healed? It's on my heart. I want to see people healed. Come on up right here in the front of them. You're going to be looking towards them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Will you guys that are out there just, just lift your hand towards these guys right now? Just, just, yeah, just put your hands out towards these guys. Just stretch your hand out for the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just touching them right now. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come on, who else wants to pray for the sick and see them recover? Anybody else? Yeah, come on. Go ahead. You can, you can elbow them. Come on. Come on, don't be afraid. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. Thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for touching this knee right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, come on over here. Oh, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing to this knee. Which knee is it? Right? Left? Mostly your right? So both. Okay. Can we lay hands on your knee? All right, let's just do that. Thank you, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We just speak life. We speak healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you move that knee? Can you feel that? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you feel the power of God touching your knees? Yeah? What's happening? Can you tell me? There's no stiffness. No stiffness? It's hard for me to bend down. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to do that in a while. Just, it's just a struggle to... Mm -hmm. But you're moving? You're not stiff? No stiffness. Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You can clap. Yes! You can say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for being with us today in this service. Now listen, during this service, if you have been ministered to, there's something that happens when the Spirit of God begins to move upon a person. He begins to draw us unto Himself. And I want to tell you that today is a day of salvation. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've accepted Him at one point in time and your relationship is no longer where it needs to be, then I would ask you to simply repeat this prayer with me. As we pray, I just repeat it with me and let's believe God. He is so faithful and He is so true. Just pray this prayer with me. To say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. I repent of my sins. I ask for your forgiveness and your blood to wash me clean. I walk away from my old life and I walk into my new life. Thank you, Lord. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've rededicated, please comment, let us know. We got some material for you. We would love to absolutely get this into your hands so that it would help you and strengthen you in your walk with the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.